0: Hello, and welcome to the Built on Air podcast. Built on Air is a regular podcast where we talk with everyday people and learn about the amazing things they are doing with Airtable. Today's podcast is sponsored by OpenSide, the leading solutions provider for Airtable customers. Check out OpenSide.com to learn more about their products and services that can take your Airtable usage to the next level. Use promo code Air to receive $20 towards any product purchase. Our guest on the podcast today is Cherry Yang, automation pro and developer. Cherry started using Airtable a couple of years ago while working in an operations role and quickly saw its potential. She and a couple of colleagues put together their first base, a product information database, and before long, the entire company was using it. Ever since then, Cherry says she feels like she's told every single person in her life about Airtable, including her mom. For the record, this is something I can totally relate to. Today she's an Airtable Consultant, working on projects on her own as well as with Gap Consulting. The project Cherry shares with us today is an event planning base she created for a music festival in Portland, Oregon. With Airtable, she is able to track stages, event times, and volunteer work. This base is complete with all the bells and whistles, including an email function to send volunteers detailed information about where they need to be and when. Cherry also shares with us a serendipitous story about how she came to start working on this project, and it's worth the listen. Check out the show notes to learn more about Cherry and her Airtable Consulting. Good afternoon, Cherry. Thank you so much for joining us today on Built On Air. Good afternoon. How's it going? Great, and how are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Excellent. So I figured we'd just start with like a little bit about your background and how you got to um, find Airtable.
1: Yeah, I started using Airtable about two or three years ago at a job that I was working in. while well, of my managers loved Airtable and basically got the entire company to use it. We started building and hacking together a product information management database. So that's how we first got started with that. And by the end, we had about 200,000 products in there and the entire company was using it. So it started with something that a couple of people put together and then we started tagging every single product so that the company could have accurate search results in on the online shopping website. And it was just a really nice experience tagging and working with vendors on our table. It's a lot more robust than Google Sheets because if you ever tried pegging like 17 different columns for 50,000 products like your Chrome would just crash like no tomorrow so Airtable really saved us there and then ever since then I feel like I've just told every single person in my life about Airtable like (laughs) I told my mom even though she doesn't understand what it is like databases what do you even do (laughs) and I'm sure you understand. And then also since then, I've pretty much tracked my entire life in, like, all my vacations,
0: all the things I'm trying to learn, recipes, all that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh! With clients, that's awesome. And so, so you started uh, using it at your like regular job, and with one, just one big project, or did it kind of branch into a ton of other little things?
1: Yeah, it branched into a ton of other little things too. So, I was doing. Um, Essentially an operations role there. And then we moved our sales lead sourcing funnel into there. So we had our vendors sourcing leads. We had our scrapers running. So they would be like scraping different grocery stores and different like unique brands that went to trade shows. And then we would basically have our vendors in India to enrich that data. So then our sales team can A big part of that lead sourcing funnel was migrated to
0: Airtable. That's super cool. yeah Yeah. it's crazy I mean I I feel like that's a lot of people's stories is they're just like they find it for one reason and then they're like oh I can do this too and yeah it just takes over it just takes over and for all
1: of our um, like new user processing the same thing like when you're getting a new user to sign up on a website you never want them to fill in too many pieces of information like because then they drop off, right? The Mm sign-up process. Mm -hmm. So then we basically end up asking for very little information. And then again, putting that into Airtable so our vendors could fill it in, Mm -hmm. could enrich the rest of the data in real time. And that was also super, super helpful for the sales team because as soon as we got that information, then there were some other integrations built in with different systems. So then it would land in the salesperson's to do list within like 45 minutes of the person
0: joining yeah now 45 minutes yeah so it's like almost in real time that's awesome yeah and it eliminates having to go back and check whatever funnel it's coming through over and over again and yeah and you build in checks when are they too right so if something
1: isn't filled out you can like just put a field that says you this is incomplete or there's something wrong with it so yeah absolutely really helpful too
0: Do you like track like trips you want to go on too? Um, No, it's actually really good for tracking
1: just like trips I'm planning as well, because you have different budgets allocated to like lodging and then like museum tickets or restaurants. And then you get a breakdown of how much you spent on a trip and where you're going in the morning, evening and where you're staying. And the attachment field is so useful, right? Because you Mm -hmm. instead of trying to find it in your email when you get to a place you just take a screenshot and then put it into the attachment field near table and it's
0: perfect. so convenient oh that's awesome i actually i've never even thought about using it for that that's great yeah it's like great for the check-ins and like i never need to dig through my email <laughs> no that's perfect what's the next trip you're going on
1: oh i think i'm well i just moved from toronto to vancouver last year so i think the next one will be to visit my friends in Toronto again and just reconnect with them. And then I have a friend who moved to Shanghai a couple of years ago, and
0: I've been overdue for a trip there. Oh my gosh, that's super cool. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Of course, that would be awesome. Great. So, and then you've recently started uh, Airtable Consulting as well, right? Or yes. some contracting work. And how's that going? That's going really well i'm working with gap consulting right
1: now i'm um, doing a few projects on them which have been really really fun um and then also doing some consulting on my own as well for a few different companies um one of the basis that i'll show you is actually a, for a client i'm working with right now they're a music festival in portland and the consulting side of things is really cool because you get to see so many different businesses
0: mm-hmm. and
1: everyone's Use case and processes are so different, but somehow it all fits in with Airtable and the automations that Zapier is able to do. So whether you're sending a confirmation email, you know, instead of copy and pasting that email into your Gmail and sending it 50 times to 50 different people with slightly different information, you just create a template in Airtable and then hit two buttons and send it <laughs> to Zapier. Right? So it just saves so much time and. That's what I really love about it, because like, why are people manually typing emails right. few times a day, right? So it doesn't really make sense. And it's not a good use of anyone's time.
0: No, not at all. I agree. And Airtable is definitely a time saver for any industry, any person, for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's super cool. So, so how did you um, get into the consulting side of things?
1: From the consulting side of things, so... You know what, it was really from the Airtable Work work Offered section. I started mm-hmm. sending out a few messages earlier last year mm-hmm. and getting on some calls with different people. And that's where I got my first client. Well, they actually found me um, because I had some relevant experience in econ. So mm-hmm. it's this really awesome Amazon advertising company. So they're an agency and they just do like, really really amazing work for their clients and it's been such a pleasure working with them and I think having that e side experience really helps because just like of course apparel is going to have you know 250 items and then there's going to be 50 SKUs for each item and it's just like really hard to manage sometimes and we've had conversations about how that's difficult um, but yeah mostly just project management work for them and then a few other clients here and there.
0: That's super cool yeah it's and uh, your e-commerce side, so that's from the where you where you started working with Airtable. And yes. did you have any, uh, what was your background before that?
1: Uh, I did consulting before that. So lots of Excel and PowerPoint. And I always say for a lot of the clients that I'm working with, it's really helping them graduate from Excel. Yes. <laughs> that's the funny part because Excel is such a powerful tool and I love it for some things, but it's not... Amazing when it comes to having like 200 rows of data, and it all needs to be linked. And especially for you know people who are not well versed in Excel, if you don't know how to do a VLOOKUP, then it becomes really challenging. And there's like a lot of time spent um, trying to do really, really manual tasks in Excel. Right. Um. So that really doesn't make sense, and we can't really put in as many automations.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Without learning macros and a whole yeah. different kind of language. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, VVA is not an easy language to learn, but record macros are pretty. <laughs> yeah. And that, I, I totally relate to what you're saying, because that's exactly how I felt when I found Airtable. I was like, this is going to do all the things that I need Excel to do, but it, it just yeah. doesn't. Exactly. Exactly.
1: <clears throat> and then Zapier just does it automatically for you, which is perfect. <laughs>
0: It is great, right? Um, so, is there anything that you're like running into though that you that you wish you could do with Airtable that you can't? Uh, I think that's offline editing.
1: That's something okay. that would be really useful because you know having worked in sales before, like for a lot of field salespeople, or for a client that I'm working on right now, it's a forestry company. So, if you don't have offline editing and they're in the middle of the forest or they're doing a sales somewhere remote or even just entering their notes on the plane ride back, it's really hard to be able to rely on Airtable in those instances.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I I could totally relate to that as well. And do you have any like predictions for like what, or like hopes of what you think is going to come next? Ooh, hopes for what I think is going to come next. It would
1: be nice to be able to highlight things more easily in Airtable. With conditional formatting in Excel and Encoda and in Google Sheets, it's really helpful because when, you know, someone hasn't filled in something that's mandatory, it would be nice to be able to highlight that entire row or at least that cell. to be able to show that, hey, like you're missing this piece of information. Because sometimes when we're building really large bases, like a table could have a hundred different columns yep. or a hundred different fields or more. So you're not going to be scrolling from left to right trying to figure out what piece of data you missed, right? So if you missed it, you kind of, you missed it. And it's really just relying on you know, how detail oriented the person can be.
0: Right. You have to trust your users. And you yeah. definitely can't do that. As and you definitely can't do that.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> as I'm sure you and I have learned very quickly.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, of course.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, anybody, it's, it's difficult. And that is, I think one big hurdle that Airtable should solve is like helping us to make sure that we're able to get that data that we need. Like even like a hidden field in a form, like pre-filling that so you can capture where it came from. I don't know. I'm I'm on a tangent now, but (laughs) yeah,
1: No, 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 go ahead. I totally agree. There's just like so many things that, oh my gosh, I can't come up with them from the top of my head, but Totally agree with you on that form one, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I want to hear more about this uh, music festival database. So what like, what was the main goal? Is it like planning out uh, all the stages and the acts or like um, vendors or all of it? Yeah, so a few different things. We're still in the progress,
1: process of building the base, but right now they're tracking volunteers and partner organizations. So... This is a very unique music festival in a sense. So it's actually sponsored by the Portland government and they're basically hosting this for free and inviting anyone and everyone, obviously I think mostly adults, but I think it's also family friendly event um, to come to this music festival. And the reason for doing and sponsoring this festival is to encourage more volunteers. So it's also a shout out to them like if you're ever in the portland area definitely check them out it's called vortex 2020 so really really good cause and the people have been really great so far Um, how this like our goals is really right now to track one volunteers to the partner organizations whether they're donors or vendors and then the last one is performances so Who's performing? Uh, who are the artists? What's their information when it comes to contact or phone number, email, all that kind of stuff, and also the stage
0: schedule. Awesome.
1: We haven't completely built out yet, but we've got the demo, so it's going to be easy to show.
0: No, so that's great, and so it's it's definitely so it's a one place to track everything involved in this festival. And I'm sure it's been super helpful for for them to be able to just have one database to jump into, for sure.
1: Exactly, exactly. Because before I got involved, they had one for volunteers, they had one for donors, they had one for partner companies that they were working with, and like multiple other spreadsheets going on. So sometimes, because the same information was living in, a couple or three different places sometimes it would be really hard to understand or to pinpoint where the source of truth is because maybe one spreadsheet has the most recent information for this donor and another spreadsheet has the most recent information for this sponsor so it's very very different I would say when you have all of your information in one base and it all just lives in one place because you're end up you're going to end up with a lot better data validation just purely based on like how air cable is structured and then at least to cleaner data and also just a little bit more structure and confidence in
0: the data that you do have. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's completely right. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Do you want to share your screen with us? Yeah, of course. So this is kind of a simple, a more simplified
1: version because there is a lot of personal data in our actual base so i made a duplicate of it and i'll go through this so we basically split it up into personnel organizations and performances so the first one is personnel basically you have all your volunteers in here um, and there's different views for volunteers so there's possible volunteers who are going to be helping out with the actual festival in August and the nonprofit outreach volunteers. So these are volunteers who are coordinating with partners who are trying to look for sponsorships um, in contact with vendors. You also have your performers in here. So there's a list of performers that are committed or interested, or you're talking to right now that you need to follow up with. That's super and- cool.
0: I love how you've done the views, how you've like broken them up into groups like that. That's very yeah. Cool. It's easier to see just because if you have everything all together, it's
1: hard to like find structure in the chaos.
0: I agree. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So with your volunteers view, this is, you know, obviously a filtered view. Um, and then same with performers, very similar, um, Performers are a little bit different because they're cord- they're organized by stage. So some of them are interested, you know, confirmed, paid, passed. So they weren't interested. And then um, similarly with your donors, um, committed donation received. And you also have your list of donors that um, need to be followed up with. So if they haven't given you a check or if they haven't deposited the amount. Again, all this is. It's not personal data, so totally fine with showing this. Lots of numbers are made up, but essentially that's what their base looks like. Right. Yeah. And then coming over here to organizations. So we're in the partner view right now, but there's a few different ones. So we've got partners and sponsors. So partners could be the various charities that this festival is partnering with and bringing volunteers to and then sponsors would be local businesses or you know even larger businesses like Nike has a big presence in Portland um, could potentially be sponsors and then the last one here is our festival calendar so it's going to be I think it's actually going to be August 22nd to the 24th or is it twenty third to 25th I can't remember but it's august of this year towards the end of august and of course this information is still are just placeholders um so we've got our performers on this list here and these would be all the confirmed performers and the stage that they're allocated to there's going to be three stages so this would be a drop down menu really easy to fill and this is the one part that i really love like even with myself sometimes when you're entering data into Excel, you're going to make mistakes and wow. Excel, it's not as easy to build that data validation. Like it's kind of finicky mm-hmm. and it's not as easy to like things, especially if you're not super comfortable in Excel. So yeah. this is just like you set it up once and then you add to it and you select it. So there's never, there's very little chance of getting errors. I'm not saying it's impossible, but generally a lot clear and a lot more um, consistent data. So, of course, you've got your performance linked to our personnel table, the emails linked, and we've got the start time and time, which feed into calendar view. Uh, load. Okay. And then into calendar view, of course, you can you know, break things if you want them to have a longer show. And of course, who doesn't want to hear me sing for like two hours? are you no no no, I'm not I'm not I just added myself in there as a test (laughs) I'll I'll spare everybody from (laughs) from uh, from my talents so you can adjust that and move that around there so it's really easy for someone to organize whereas I think again if you're tracking this in Google Sheets or Excel, it's a little bit more difficult because you'd be editing this time and time. And the nice thing here is, in this grid view, we've also got confirmed. So once the artist has confirmed their performance and everything is good there with their agency and our stage uh sorry, festival planner, then they're going to check off this one, which triggers an email to get sent to this person saying, Hey, you've confirmed and we're looking forward to seeing you on this date, this time on this stage. Awesome. The email confirmation view here, basically everybody who gets on this view gets an automated email. So the
0: Zapier is looking at this view. Yep. Zapier is looking at this view and sending emails to anyone that's super, super cool well you definitely have laid this out beautifully and especially the calendar i think that looks great yeah i love the air
1: calendar view just because it's just so easy to adjust different things you don't have to manually type anything in of course there's for error from that perspective and then also you get to color code your stages which is awesome so you can really easily tell who's on stage one and who's on stage two.
0: Yeah. I love the, the single select, the color coding is super slick. Thank you. Of course. And, and yeah, and being able to drag it around too. I, I always want to find a use case where I can use that just because it's, it's fun, (laughs) but I know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, oh, it's just, it's great.
0: Oh, that's great. So do you have any um, future plans for uh, like flushing this out or adding any bells and whistles? Yeah, so there are some other things
1: that I've been meaning to add, so definitely the volunteer and partner for definitely volunteer and partner surveys are part of it. So when you're bringing on new volunteers, um, getting them to fill in these various fields, for example, what are they interested in? That would be, um, you know, what's their occupation, description of their occupation, if they want to give more information, but very important is this interest section. So there's a lot of different things that they can get involved in. And instead of someone, you know, filling it out on paper or putting it into a Google sheet and we have to migrate the data, definitely building in, survey directly into your air table with feedback and make sure just all the data that's coming in is Mm -hmm. perfect (laughs) that's definitely helpful so forms are something that I'm looking to incorporate and then also more email integrations with the different stages so as we get closer to the festival you're going to be letting your festival volunteers where they need to be going so if We've allocated, you know, we don't have the column in here. We don't have the column in here yet, but for anyone who is the festival volunteer, they're going to be allocated to stages, maybe to a concession stand or as a floater or as an usher or as like parking, crowd control, everything, right? So they need to be able to know what their role is on each day of the festival and where they need to be at what time. So instead of sending that out in a mass email or multiple emails where people can read the wrong thing, like, oh, I just misread that and I went to the wrong place. You can definitely send it to individuals and just tell them this is what you're doing on this day, what time and who do you go find first thing in the morning.
0: Right. That's great. So you'll put in, like, exactly all the volunteer positions and where they need to go and who their, like, point of contact is.
1: Yeah. And because the festival is in August, like, it's so a little bit further away. So we have time to build this
0: out. That's good. That's, yeah. And it always creeps up so quickly on you. Yeah, for sure. But it looks like you've got a good uh, um, base in place. No pun intended. (laughs) For for getting this planned efficiently. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, nice job. It looks beautiful. Thank you. So, do you have anything else in the pipeline or anything you're excited about working on?
1: Um, I think continue to find more clients. They're always really, really interesting in terms of the work and projects they're trying to take on. So I never thought I'd be working with a music festival. If you ask me, like in the beginning of last year, like I hadn't, i had never even gone to a music festival until like, last August. So <laughs> this is brand new to me and it's such an exciting scene. So definitely super, super, you know, serendipitous in terms of the clients that I'm working with and they've all just been such amazing people. So I'm very, very fortunate to have like gotten this opportunity and that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most.
0: I agree. Absolutely. I think that's the coolest part about it is learning about something you never would have been exposed to before. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. And I think treating all of their data with care is also really important. Like the integrity of the data, like for You know you do consulting as well like for consultants it doesn't necessarily matter if you know Gabriel is a real estate agent and wants to volunteer for the festival or not like this doesn't impact me personally but i understand it's like really really important for the clients so then during all the data migrations it's like you have to be super super careful because it's really easy to just like have one row get mixed up and then like everybody is going to have the wrong occupation or the wrong interests. So
0: like that data integrity piece is really, really important. Absolutely. It is definitely, but you have earned their trust. (laughs) Fortunately. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. And I can see why you definitely, Mm -hmm. you did a great job with this space. It looks beautiful. So, so how did you come to stumble across this project opportunity? Yeah a great question
1: <laughs> it was it was a really really funny story so I had a couple groups of friends who were planning a trip to Portland and the group that I was going with they decided to change plans last minute and go to Seattle instead so I really really wanted to go to Portland and literally the morning of um, I messaged the other group of friends that were going and I just asked Okay, so, we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come with us. So, I started packing <laughs> and uh, left that evening, which is super, super rushed. So, we drove down to Portland, and this was our one well, of our last days in the city. We were there were eight of us, and this big group was like loitering in front of this building that had a really lovely sign up on. Uh, up on the front so it's like a commercial building in the middle of downtown or close to downtown and we were taking pictures with the sign and a man comes out of the building and he's like oh, already And we told him we are tourists and we just like the sign on in front of your building and we were just taking some pictures with it and he's like okay come on in I'll give you a tour of the house so he gave us a tour of his house which is crazy oh, and it just had Like the most beautiful library, I have to show you this. Oh my goodness, it's incredible, and it's such a beautiful home. So we had a really nice time touring his. uh, We really enjoyed his tour of the house, and we kind of got curious in the middle and asked him, like, "What do you do? Like, how this is not a typical home, right? Like, this is a friend of it." Oh my goodness, he said he was part of a band called Pink Martini, and like I've known one or two songs from them before and they're like oh yeah they're a pretty nice band but it's like you would never think you're going to run into someone (laughs) in such a random way Yeah. and at the end as we were leaving his house he told us to come back that evening because he's hosting a party and the party that he was hosting was the launch party for this music festival so there were like two or three hundred people in the place so (laughs) everything in here was like completely filled with people and everyone we met was super kind and very very open so after I got back I just didn't really think anything of it you know it's like in Portland you have to volunteer in Portland to go to the festival Um, but they ended up emailing everybody that was at Thomas's house that night and they said okay fill in the survey And it was literally questions in email, or just answer these questions and respond to the email. And I was like, no, 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 guys, we can't do this in a different way and let me help you. So that's how we came to build this FloreTex 2020 database. So it's super, super serendipitous. And I think it was one of the most random things that happened to me in 2019
0: that is a <laughs> I was not even going to go on this trip
1: <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs>
0: So am glad you told that story that is yeah serendipitous is the best word I could think of for that as well exactly. that's exactly. oh my goodness so it's all about where you are and who you know I guess that is a <laughs> of course or who you happen to stumble into exactly oh my goodness well that's amazing and I I, I just I love that story that's great thank you oh my gosh and yeah and you you it also shows I mean you shouldn't hesitate to show somebody a good idea I guess exactly
1: now if my mom could just use my vacation planning air tables, that would be great <laughs> and just contribute to it instead of texting me <laughs> a list, <laughs> right there you can enter in. <laughs>
0: right. Oh my goodness! That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank cool. you. that is that's that really is a great story. I'm sure one you won't forget very soon. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us and and for uh, speaking with me today and sharing your database. It looks great. That's awesome. Thank you for taking the time. Of course, you're so welcome. And where can our uh, listeners go to learn more about you? Uh, you can head to aeroxconsulting.org. Awesome. Um, yeah. And we will put the link to that in the show notes. Wonderful. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Cherry. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure too. Thank you, Allie.